Thanks for joining us today here at Emmanuel. We are one church in multiple locations. We believe God wants to bless you right where you are. In a few moments, you're going to hear some practical teaching from God's Word that we hope is both inspiring and relevant to your life. If this service blesses you and you want to give back financially, you can do so at eclife.org, click on Give, and choose Online Viewer as your campus. Thank you again for joining us. Get ready for an incredible life-changing message. Well, welcome to Emmanuel Church. How are you today? Hey, if you are a first-time guest with us here today, we want to say welcome and thank you for accepting someone's invitation to be here with us today. Hopefully your experience thus far has been a good one, a positive one. Uh, if you're watching online right now, we want to welcome you wherever you are, whatever state you're in, whatever country you're in, we want to welcome you. Can we welcome our online audience right now? Thanks for tuning in. So excited to be with you here today. You know, uh, we are starting a brand new series today called The Gift, and it's Christmas time. Can you believe it? It's incredible. It's here. How many of you are doing your Christmas shopping and you're trying to get it all done? Or how many of you actually are done with your Christmas shopping? Wow, that's incredible. And the rest of us really, really don't like you, do we? <laughs> Great time of the year. I'd love to receive presents myself. I don't know about you, but uh, this year I'm getting an iWatch. That's right, very excited about that. I'm taking all of the gifts that I'm getting, I get some money from my mom, I get some money from my mother-in-law, I get some different gifts, and I'm combining all of those gifts together from my wife, she throws me a little bit of something, something too, and I'm gonna get an iWatch, I'm so excited about it. Uh, actually, she already got the watch, and so now it's sitting in our home, and I can't touch it for the next 23 days. <laughs> which is just killing me. And I even tried to get it opened earlier. I was like, isn't it complicated? Shouldn't I open it now so I could know what to do? And come to find out it's not complicated at all. So uh, I have to wait to the 25th to get that. So how many else, how many of you are excited about receiving something fun this year? Yourself, yeah? No, you're not? Okay. I'm the only selfish one, that's all right. I know a lot of you also love to give gifts. Uh, that's something we love to do as well to our kids and other friends in our lives. And, and uh, we're actually one of those families that with every single present that is open, we're like, hold it up. You know, any, anybody else do that? Because we like to see the facial expressions and all that stuff. And so, uh, yeah, so gifts are fun. You know, what we're going to be talking about for the next four weeks is the greatest gift ever. The Christmas, Christmas is about the greatest gift ever given. The greatest gift ever given. It's real simply. It's, it, Jesus put it this way in John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he, say it with me, he gave. Christmas is all about the greatest gift anyone has ever given anytime, anywhere. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever trusts him, believes in him, puts their confidence in him will have something called eternal life. The greatest gift ever given to mankind. But yet millions upon millions upon millions, I would even say billions of people have said no to the gift. Have you noticed? Many people today have chosen to go, go the route of being an atheist or agnostic or believing in some, some, other, uh, some other form of spirituality, but not in the gift of Christmas, not in the gift of Jesus Christ for eternal life. Why is that? It's amazing to me. Why have many, many people just said no or taken a pass on eternal life through Jesus Christ. Maybe it's because of the way it was presented when they were a child. Maybe, they, maybe the thought process is if I put my trust in Jesus, I have to join organized religion. Anybody have a friend out there that says, I don't believe in organized religion? Anybody? Yeah? Raise it high. 
Yeah, see that? Oh, they, they associate religion with Jesus, but it doesn't say for God so loved the world that he gave us religion <laughs> or he gave us church. It doesn't say that. It says that he gave us his son, right? Many people have just passed on Jesus because they associate it with church or their past experiences. Maybe they, thought, maybe they think that, that, that accepting Jesus into their life means basically that they're accepting to live by a whole set of rules and regulations and that that's what Christianity is all about. And in that sense, Christianity is smothering and there's no freedom involved. So they've said no to church and God because of the rules. Anybody have a friend like that? Raise your hand high if you've got a friend like that. I want to be free. I want to do whatever I want to do. And, and, and Christianity is constricting my freedom. I think a lot of people have passed on the gift because they don't really understand it. They don't really understand what's at stake. They really don't understand what people don't understand. And maybe you don't understand this today. And maybe, maybe I'm still trying to understand it today. That Christianity or the gift of Christmas is really about a solution to the problem of humanity. It's really about fixing what's fundamentally wrong inside of human beings. And it's because of a lack of understanding of, of, of the offer of the gift that people have simply passed on the gift and chosen to go a different route. See, in our world today, there really is a darkness that's pervasive. In our world today, we look around, there's, just, there's, there's darkness everywhere. We look, we turn the news on, we can't get away from, from murder and rape and, and theft and and just the other day, just the other day, my wife was talking with my next door neighbor, okay? My next door neighbor. And she was trying to, you know, borrow his really long pole to put lights in our really tall tree in the front yard. Which somehow she talked me into doing that. I can't believe that. <laughs> so we're out there and she's talking with him. And she says, you'll never guess what happened the other day when I went to church. And this, this gentleman goes goes to a different church in our community and says, we pulled in and after the church service was over, we came out and my car was sitting on four jacks and the tires were missing. They took the rims and the tires and then my wife said, you want to know why that happened? It's because you don't come to Emmanuel's. That's <laughs> not what she said. <laughs> you may want to check your tires when you leave today, I'm not sure. But, you know, it's a funny story, but, it, like, that's during church time. You know, people are, like, stealing stuff. I, I talked to a police officer the other day. I'm friends with a few police officers in our community. I said, just tell me what the deal is. Like, like what are most of the calls you're getting and the responses? And you know what it is? He said, there's two things. Domestics. People beating each other up. Girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives. just fighting like cats and dogs. We got to get in there and break them up and theft, people stealing stuff like crazy. In our community, that's, that's the small potatoes, right? Just, just recently I saw the article about the two Ron Colley girls that were murdered in their 20s, beautiful girls, two sisters, and the guy left town and shot himself. It's like, you turn the news on, you go, what is going on? There's a real darkness, not like in other countries, yes, in other countries, but in our community, where we live, where our kids go to school, where we go to church. And then on a bigger scale, you know, I, I, I think about things in a weird way sometimes, so hang with me for a second. I thought about, I had this thought, I was preparing this talk, and I said, what if there was like an outsider, like an alien that came and observed the last hundred years of, of, of human history. And I know that's kind of a silly thought, but let's just hypothetically, let's just say that 
this person, this thing, this being just came down and said, let's look at the last hundred years of human history. And they looked at all of the wars and the millions and millions of people that have been killed in all of the wars the last hundred years, just the last hundred. And then, they, and then this being saw the, the Holocaust and the genocide and, and looked at, at concentration camps and slavery and, and started to look at all of these different atrocities that have taken place that have literally killed tens of millions of people. Here's what I think that that alien or that being would conclude. Tell me if I'm wrong. This isn't a good place to set up shop. <laughs> Let's move on to a different rock floating in outer space, somewhere, outer space somewhere else because this place is horrible. Do you agree with that, yes or no? Like there is a real darkness in our world today. The Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 was, was encouraging some of the believers in, in Ephesus. And he's saying, hey, don't, don't live like people who do not know God anymore. Like you've done that far enough. And then he goes on to explain what those people are like in verse 18. Watch this. In their minds, or their minds are full of, say it with me, darkness. In another version, it says that their darkness, they were darkened in their understanding. They wander from the life that God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Like the condition of individual human beings apart from God is the condition of darkness. Not understanding right and wrong, not or understanding right and wrong and doing what's wrong anyway. There's just a, a dark, where does all the darkness come from? A couple, this year I read a really thick book called, oh, what was the name of it? The History of, of, of Nazi Germany. Really thick book. William Shire is the dude's name. And I honestly, I got to be honest, I listen to it on Audible most of the time because it's like over a thousand pages. And I, why you say, that's sadistic. Why would you listen to that book? Because I, I wanted to understand the darkness inside of Adolf Hitler. Like I, I deal with humanity, right? You do, like that's my job. Like I got to deal with me and then I got to deal with people. Like how did that happen? And that book just goes on to show how the, the, how, how the darkness developed in Adolf Hitler and the hatred against the Jews, and not just the Jews, but many others, and how that hatred eventually turned into mass murder. There's a real darkness in our world. Where does it come from? It comes from, it's not like out there generally. No, it comes from individual people like me and, and you apart from God. There's a darkness inside of us in our minds. It's not just us though. It's all, there's also a, a, a layer of spiritual darkness out there that comes from a different realm. Listen to Paul in chapter 6 verse 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Listen to what he says against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. I'm not sure if you're a big believer in the devil, but I am. Now, I don't talk about the devil a lot in this context because I don't think he's that powerful. He's certainly not as powerful as God or Jesus or anything, anything close to that. But he's real and he hovers with his, a third of the angels who are now demons and he hovers over the earth and, he, and he's wreaking havoc all over the place. So when you turn the news on, this is what you see. You see the, the, the spiritual forces of darkness working with the individual darkness inside of human beings, and then you get all kinds of terrible things going on in our world today. Does that make sense? Now, it's from that context that we have to understand the gift that's being offered to us 
at Christmas. And if we don't understand the context, we won't, we won't appreciate the gift. See, the gift of Jesus Christ coming into this world is actually a solution to the darkness in our own hearts and in the world in general. Do you understand this? If I understand that, the, the gift in the light of that context, I'm very excited about the gift because it's going to solve what's going on in here and it's going to solve what's going on in our world. Make sense? Let's look at what Jesus, let's look at what John wrote in the book of John. It's a Christmas text. We don't think of it as a Christmas text, but it is a Christmas text. Check this out in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, that is Jesus. That's, that's another word for him, capital W. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, the Father, that is, okay? And the Word was God. Jesus was equal with the Father. Now, if that's confusing, it's the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, three in one, one in three. If you're confused, join the party. We could talk about it afterwards. But it's just the Trinity. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Jesus and God together, eternal. Watch this. John says God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. So everything that we see, if you look around at each other right now, just at the human being sitting next to you, they were made by Jesus Christ. Everything that was made was made by Jesus. The word gave life to everything that was created. And watch this. And his life brought, say it with me, light to everyone. Watch this. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The baby was born in Bethlehem because there was no room in the inn. They had to be, it was, he was born in a, in a stable, in a ma- and then he was wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he was placed in a manger. And you know what he really was? He was light. That's what he was. The gift of Christmas is actually the gift of light. Because the problem in the world and the problem in my heart is darkness. You see what I'm talking about? Jesus comes to solve the problem of the human race, the darkness that's inside of me and the darkness that's inside of you. Now you might be thinking, well, the light, well, come on, what's the big deal? What does light really do? Well, I don't know if you remember being a little kid. Do you remember being a little kid? Light was a big deal to me. See, I grew up watching Jaws. <laughs> dun it. Dunna, dunna, right? And we watched all the jaws. So when we would go to bed at night, me and my older two brothers, we had bunk beds, and the, the, the bunk bed turned into a boat. Of course it turned into a boat, you know? And, and the, the carpet was the water, was the ocean, and, and you know who lived in the ocean? It was jaws. And so when the lights would go out, he would try to jump on my, just like he jumped on the boat in jaws and ate the guy's legs off, and out came his guts. Remember Hooper or Cooper or whatever his name was? If you haven't seen Jaws, you got to go see it. <laughs> and so I would always think that Jaws was going to jump onto the bed and he was just going to eat me and he's going to eat my brother and we were just going to die when the lights were out. But when the lights came on, Jaws was gone. It's amazing how that worked. And there was also crocodiles under my bed and they would leave too. And you know, you know who else was in my bedroom? I don't know if you had this dude in your bedroom either, but... Freddy Krueger lived in my closet. He did. He did. He absolutely did. Remember the face, the burnt face? We don't know why his face was burned. Maybe we do. He made the stupid claws with his fingers, and I don't know what he did to kill people, ate them. I don't know what he did, but he scared the heck out of me. And he would live in my, every night he'd crawl into my closet, and he was ready to come out and slice me up. 
when the lights went out. Anybody else have Freddy in your closet? Okay. I don't know why my parents let us watch that show, but they did. <laughs> and, but when the lights would go on, Freddy would be gone. And Jaws would be gone. See, light was a big deal to me as a little kid. Okay, L- little night light. Didn't take much. Listen to what Jesus said. He said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the, say it with me, light. Look, I, I, I'm, the, I'm the shining, I'm the one that comes into the darkness of this world. Whoever follows me will not walk in, say it with me, darkness, but will have the light of light. See, this is the whole deal, folks. Like Christmas is all about light coming into the world. When Jesus comes into a person's life, this is certainly true in my life and the lives of many people close to me, it chases away the darkness of fear. He chases away the darkness of anger. A lot of you men out there, I'm not excusing you ladies, you struggle with anger too, but anger is, 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 a, is a, male, a predominantly male issue. You, a lot of you guys just have an underlying simmering anger. It's just ready to come out as, somebody, as soon as somebody crosses your will. Usually happens on the road, <laughs> right? Sometimes I'm, somebody cuts me off and just, just knee-jerk reaction, like I hit the gas and I'm right on their bumper. I'm like, Jesus says, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> just anger, just right, how dare you mess with me, right? Light chases away the anger, chases away the lust. Some of you, some of you guys are trapped in pornography and lust and all that goes along with that. Jesus wants light to come into your soul to chase all of that darkness away. Some some of us are wrapped up in the darkness of fear and worry. You can't go a day without popping a pill. You're so anxious. You're so worried about everything in life. The light comes in and it chases away the darkness of anxiety. Like this is real stuff. This isn't pie in the sky. Oh, Jesus is the light of the world. You know, let's sing about it. No, no, no. This is real life stuff. It's light. Now, for the next couple of weeks, I want to talk about that light. I just want to break it down. I just want to talk, like, what is that? Like, what does it actually look like? And then how do we actually get that light? You're going to follow along with me? Is that pretty cool? Can we do that for the next four weeks? Like, what does that light, if Jesus is the light of the world, what does that light actually look like? In, in your notes there, I want to talk first about joy. The gift of Christmas is the light of joy. We just got done singing a few songs. It's the light of joy. If you go back to the Christmas story, Jesus, you know, Joseph and Mary takes Mary to Jerusalem to get, you know, counted in the census. And while they're there, she gives birth to Jesus. Again, there's no room in the the end. So they take the baby, they put him in a a little manger. He's got to be born in a stable. At the same time, there were some shepherds out in the field and an angel shows up and and the shepherds are scared to death, right? Listen to what the angel says in the story in Luke chapter 2. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring, say it with me, great joy. See, that's what Christmas is all about. It's the light of joy. I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people, or I should say, all people who are willing to receive it. I will bring you great joy to all people. Why? What happened? The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. The baby that would one day grow up to be a 30-something-year-old man and stretch out his arms and die on a cross and three days later rise again, conquering sin and death, is the source of joy. 
great joy. What is joy? It's so hard to define. I remember when my wife and I had our first baby. I should say when my wife had her first baby. (laughs) What a champ. My son's name is Andrew. And I remember when he came out, he came out. And I was like, wow. I have a son. And the feeling, and some of you have been there, some of you will be there in the future, the feeling is like no other. There's just, it's just like, I have a son. We've created a human. And then quickly after that feeling of joy was fear, like, what do we do now? (laughs) I remember walking into the house that day or the next day thinking, how do we keep it alive? (laughs) We were like 22 years old, 21 years old, it's crazy. Joy, joy, just overflowing, you know, and then the Bulls won a couple of championships and I had more joy. <laughs> what is joy? It's a feeling of elation. It's a feeling of, of, of excitement and, and it's, it doesn't always involve, you know, you know high emotions. It could, in fact, a lot of times joy is just simply a sense of goodness, a relaxedness, a calmness. And you know when someone has it, when they're just smiling, and they're gentle, and they're calm, and the sea around them is raging, and the storms are raging, but you look at them, and they're like, how's it going? Well, how could you be so chill? It's just, I'm resting in the goodness of God. And actually, joy's foundation is, is found in the, in the goodness and the love of God because he never changes, right? And all our circumstances around us are changing, but he's still the same. And so joy happens. That's Jesus. He's the source of joy. You and I are designed to experience that all the time, to be filled with joy. How do we get that? If, that's the, if Christmas is, is the light of joy, how do we attain that? How do we grab a hold of that? And by the way, if we do grab a hold of joy, do you think that joy would chase out the darkness of anger? Yes or no? Can you be extremely joyful and also incredibly angry at the same time? Yes or no? Can you be extremely joyful and filled with hope and and all kinds of good emotions and also be resentful and holding, you know, and have bitterness in your heart and have a grudge against somebody? Can that be possible? No. How about fear and worry? Can you be filled with joy and at the same exact time, in the same exact moment, be fretting and and worried and have all kinds of fear going on in your life? The answer is no. You see how the light of joy chases away the darkness in our lives? That's what we're going for. How do we get it? Here's what Jesus said. One of of my, my favorite things that Jesus said is found in John 15. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy. He's not talking about joy in general. Jesus is talking about his joy, the joy that lives inside, that my joy may be in you so that your joy may be full. In other words, no room for anything else. You know, it's filled all the way up to the top. That's what God wants in your life. He wants your joy to be full and he wants to do it with his own joy. Well, how do we get that? How do we get that type of joy? Well, Jesus says these things. What things? Well, the things that he says in the previous verses, verse four, verse seven, verse nine, and 10. Let's look at a couple of things that Jesus said. He said in verse four, that was verse 11, by the way, abide in me and I in you. And you'll find the joy. What does it mean to abide? What does it mean to, to just abide in Christ? You ever wonder that? You've probably heard that before. 
what it means to stay connected to. In fact, in verse 5, Jesus would go on to say, here, let me give you an illustration. I'm like the trunk of a tree, and you guys are the branches, and if, if the branches will stay connected to the trunk of the tree, there's going to be a lot of fruit on that branch. But once you're disconnected, you cannot bear any fruit. So your job as a branch is to stay connected or to abide in the vine. Like I could sum up Christianity, Jesus sums up Christianity, or the gift or the offer that's on the table in these few words. Abide, stay, remain. Be with me. In other words, Christianity is about staying close to Jesus at all times. I love what C.S. Lewis said in his book, Mere Christianity. He said, if if you want to get warm, you must stand near the fire. If you want to get wet, you must get into the water. If you want joy, power, peace, and eternal life, you must get close to or even into the thing that has them. Couldn't have said it any better. It's like, if, if joy is, is located in Jesus, I have to get close to him. I have to stay connected to him. I have to abide in him. And then what happens as a result is that the fruit of joy begins to overflow in my life. In fact, it's his joy that starts to flow into me. That's the offer that's on the table. And that chases away the darkness in our life. You following me today? This is good stuff. But it's not practical enough because that I still, I'm still left thinking, okay, well, how do you do that? How do you stay close to Jesus? Well, he tells us in verse 7. Watch this. If you abide in me, that's what he just got done telling us to do in verse 4 and 5, and my, say it with me, words. Oh, there it is, folks. If my words remain or stay in you, then ask whatever you want and it will be done unto you. And the assumption is you're going to be talking to me through prayer. The assumption is you're going to be praying to me. And here, here's, here's, here's what it looks like to abide in me. You take my words into your heart and mind you mem- through memorization and meditation. One time Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, my words are spirit and they are life. Every day I spend time in this book, did it again this morning. Jesus says my words are spirit and they are life. Joshua said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Then you'll be able to observe everything that is written in it, so then you will have good success in your life. In Colossians 3.16, the Apostle Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Don't dabble with it, a little bit here, a little bit there, but let it dwell in you richly. That's how we abide. That's how we stay close. But, but it goes even further than that. What, what, what else did Jesus say in verse 4, verse 7? Let's look at verse 9 and 10. Watch this. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. In other words, this whole deal is about a love relationship. And if you're in love right now, by the way, anybody in love? Anybody in love? See, I'm in love right here. I got two hands up. I'm in love. This woman right here. I love her. Is our marriage perfect? No, it's not perfect, silly. We're married. Do we get mad at each other? Absolutely. Do I love her? Does she love me? Absolutely. This, this thing is about, you know what the offer is? It's a love affair with God. That's the offer that's on the table, and it chases away darkness. If you abide in my love, as I have abided in the Father's love, watch what's going to happen. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. There it is. This is why I tell my wife all the time, if you just obey me, everything will be fine. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't do that. Hey, guys, I don't do that. And if you try it, it'll go bad for you. But, but, but God says, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you would not just take my words into your heart, but if you would keep them, 
If you would take action on them, if you would obey them, then you'll stay right up next to me. Like, we will stay close. And the reason he can say that and husbands can't say that is because he's God. And when he says to do this, like, it's what's best for you, give you one example. In the Lord's Prayer, right? Everybody know the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's the next phrase? Give us this day our daily bread, right? And what's after that? Forgive your people who dissed you, right? My translation, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, right? So, and it's not just in the Lord's Prayer. It's in all different other texts. Like Jesus says, forgiveness is important, forgiveness. If you forgave the people who messed with you, if you keep the commandments, just, just, just that one, you will find joy. I'm telling you, a great marriage, this isn't a marriage talk, but a great marriage is not made up of two awesome lovers, okay, like Hollywood would want us to believe. It's made up of two great forgivers. Two great forgivers. Because after forgiveness, there's joy. There's intimacy. There's love. You with me today? That's just one. Jesus said so many other things, like love your neighbor as yourself or do unto others as you wish they would do unto you. He said so many other things. And it's when we keep these commandments that we abide with him. And when we abide with him, his joy fills us and our joy is full. Is this making any sense? You guys are quiet today. How about the online audience? Making sense to you? This is it. And I know that I know that I know because I'm human, I'm living this life with you. I want the darkness gone inside of me. I want the darkness of jealousy and anger and worry and fear and lust. I want all, those, I want all that darkness gone. The only way for that darkness to flee is for the light to come in. Does that make sense? Here's what Jesus said. John chapter 12. I have come as a light to shine into this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I don't want to remain in the dark. I don't want to explain to my daughter one day who's 12, hey, daddy and mom, you're splitting up because daddy couldn't control himself with another woman. See that? Feel that. Feel that with me because that's happening every day all around us. 12-year-old girls have to sit with their father and hear some lame story about a lack of self-control because he didn't deal with the darkness inside of him. Oh, mommy started talking to an old flame on Facebook. Mommy left daddy because she found her true love on Facebook. (laughs) Doesn't that sound ridiculous? And, you're tw- and you expect your 12-year-old, your 10-year-old to go, oh, totally makes sense, mom. <laughs> darkness. Deal with the dark. You know how you deal with the darkness? You let the light come in. See? Let me close with a question today. Do you, rec- do you even recognize it? Like, I, 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 I just recognize it in me. And if you take a, some, some time to ponder the, the darkness in your own heart, you, you, a couple things happen. You, you stop talking about other people. Hello. Right? 
What did Jesus say about that? Get the speck out of your own eye before you talk about the log and so, you know, or the other way around. <laughs> say, God, the darkness is in me. Do you recognize it? Because if you recognize it, that's when the light becomes valuable. Let me say it again. The light only becomes valuable when you recognize the darkness. Let me give you an illustration. We're going to have all the lights come off right now, just right now. It's powerful. Powerful idea. Do you recognize the darkness? You should. Because it is everywhere. And then all of a sudden, I know, it's bright. All of a sudden, something like a flashlight becomes powerful. Right? In the darkness. So, man, I can't see, I can't see. Where's my light? Where's my flashlight? Oh, it's right there. Oh, now I can see. Now I can know where to go. We can have the lights come back on. I'm telling you guys, the light only becomes valuable when I understand the darkness around me and inside of me. And if people could understand that the context, the context of darkness, they would run to the light. Jesus said this in 12, 12 to 46. I've come as the light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me they don't have to remain don't have to stay. Same word, interestingly enough. Same word, abide. You no longer have to abide in darkness. You can actually step into light. How do you get there? Well, you, you start by trusting Christ. You start by, by saying to Jesus, I trust you with my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that, that you did that and, 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 and three days later you rose again so that I could, I could step out of darkness into marvelous light so that I can experience the forgiveness of sins, so that I can experience abundance of life, joy and peace and purpose and meaning, life the way you designed it to be. I trust that you did that for me. I'm not joining a religion. I'm not joining a church. I'm not setting up to, you know, to obey a certain set of rules or regulations. I'm trusting you with my life. I'm now entering into eternal life. That's, that's the decision that some of you need to make today. To trust Christ. To step out of darkness into light. Perhaps that's a decision you need to make today and you know it. And you say, well, how do I do that? How do I trust Christ? How do I, how do I step into this light so that I can, the darkness doesn't remain anymore. I'm gonna lead you in a simple prayer. It's a prayer of faith. And, and it's you saying to God, God, I trust you. I don't have all the answers and I'm, I'm surely not gonna get this right, but I'm gonna start by trusting you with my life. And maybe you need to make that decision today. I'm gonna lead you in a simple prayer. And you can just take these words and make them your own. Would you pray with me today if you feel led? Let's reach out in faith right now this very holy moment and say this to Jesus. Jesus, I recognize the darkness. I see it. And I need the light. I need the light of joy, the light of life. And I believe that's you. I believe you died on the cross to wipe away all of the darkness, all of the guilt, all of the shame, all of the sin. And you rose again the third day so that I could be forgiven, washed, and cleansed. I can start over with you. So I trust you today as my Savior. 
As the angel said, today in Bethlehem, the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord has been born. Jesus, I trust you today. May the light of joy fill my heart and chase away all of the darkness. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Hey, church, can we just give God glory for what he's doing today? Come on, guys. Give him glory. I know people just put their faith in Christ. It's the best decision that you will ever make. Here's what I want, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Someone told me years ago when I put my trust in Christ to get into the word of God because the word of God is a source of light. It actually says it in Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Some of you know it. And so we want to give you a free Bible today back there in the uh, uh, back at the tables over here. If you prayed to receive Christ, just tell them you prayed that prayer and they'll put one of these in your hands. If you did that online, there's a little box there that you can check uh, that says, I put my faith in Christ. Put your, put your address there and we'll be sure to send you a New Testament in the mail. One more time, church. Can we give God glory? Amen. Also, 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 if you did not pray to receive Christ and you're thinking about it, but you have more questions, we have this little environment called Starting Point. It's a great environment for people who are considering putting their faith in Christ, but have some more questions. Or maybe you did put your faith in Christ, but it's been a long time since you've been in church. Uh, Talk to our team about Starting Point back there, and they will let you know about how to jump into that. And right now I'm going to hand it off to Jake, and he is going to wrap up our service. Oh, wow. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you, Danny. You didn't see that. Well, if you guys are looking to take your next step in this abundant life with Christ, we have an environment for you that we call Growth Track, which meets the first four Sundays of every month, and it's during our 1115 service. Growth Track is designed to help us learn how to, how to trust Christ, how to connect with the church, discover our unique gifts and abilities, and also make an impact on the lives of others. If you guys are interested in this, please text the word GROW to 65248. Yeah, text GROW to 65248 to save your seat, or you can always go to myeclife.org to do that. Now, another exciting thing that kicked off last week is our year-end giving. We're super excited about this. We started on Giving Tuesday. Basically, we're, par- we're partnering with Pack Away Hunger to pack meals with our locally and globally supported missions groups. Guys, our goal is 100,000 meals, which is a lot, but we believe that God is going to get us there, but we need your help. So please go to myeclife.org to check out how you guys can participate in that. And I want to tell you right now, No matter how small or how big your gift is, you're going to help us make an eternal impact on people who are suffering from hunger and malnourishment. Now, before you guys leave, I got some exciting news. Christmas weekend services are only three weeks away, and I'm excited. Hope you're excited. Yes. I need you guys to get prepared. I need you to get prepared. I'm not talking about singing Christmas songs and decorating. I know a lot of you guys have been doing that for months now. I'm talking about inviting your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family. Maybe invite your enemies. They need to hear it too. We want to get as many people in this church to hear the good news of Jesus Christ as possible. And that's another reason why we are having an additional service on Saturday the 23rd. So please, once again, you can always check out myeclife.org for more information. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you gave your son this perfect gift of pure light. I pray that you reveal in our hearts this week the areas of darkness in our own hearts 
and in our communities that we can step in and make an impact immediately with your help and your Holy Spirit. And we love you for today. Amen. Thank you guys. See you next week and bring a friend.